inspire. Welcome back to Starting Now. I'm your host, Jeff Saris. This is the show where I talk to entrepreneurs who reveal the unexpected paths to where they are today. Today, my guest is Paul Scrivens, also known as Alpha Boopy on Twitter, the creator of the Boopyverse of Boopy, Ragtags, uh, Juju Maru NFT projects. He's, he's done so much before NFTs even and outside of NFTs. Just He's an entrepreneur. He's a creative. He's a creator. This was uh, just such an amazing conversation. I feel like I always say that, but I love them all in their own way. And I just, I am so, I'm just pumped after that. Like, what did you think over there, Amara? I loved it. <laughs> I want to be part of the Boopyverse. <laughs> uh-huh. No, and I think you're going to love, I forget if I've showed you, shown you the uh, the different uh, Boopies and Jujumaru yet, but I think you're going to really like them. I'm excited. And just hearing about the Discord and everything, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a little tricky out there as a lone lady in the NFT land. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, it is... Paul, I just, it was like kindred spirits right away. Like, I don't want to do too much preamble because this is a, a great convo. So, you know, without further ado, my conversation with Paul Scrivens, also known as Alpha Boopy. You are a doer of things for <laughs> sure. Like, I am, I feel, I feel a kinship with you. Let me just say that just with okay. how many different things you're, uh, you're up to and all your uh, drive and everything. Yeah, I mean, it's just I've I've been like this for going on twenty years, twenty years now. Just mm-hmm. every, my mom's still in that, like you know. The other day, she said, "Maybe she got a less stressful job." I said, "I'm not stressed. It's 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 not stress. It's just I'm just all over the place sometimes. But sometimes, like being all over the place sometimes is that's my calmness, mm-hmm. and that's what I like." had to explain to my wife and everything. Cause she's like, I don't know how you just have everything all over the place and doing this. And I was like, it's just, I don't know. My brain just, I just have to go and everything. Cause I have ADHD. So I'm like, now I have to, I just bounce and everything. And it's mm-hmm. just, I don't know. It works. Somehow it works. It's, it's chaos and it works, but. Uh, I totally get it. I mean, I like it. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense because the more, I just like doing things as well. Like I don't, I don't specifically have like ADHD or anything, right, right, but right, just right. doing more is satisfying to me in a way that I totally understand what you're saying. Because when people aren't going out and building something, doing something right. that feels like uh, growth for them or whatever it is, a business, whatever it is, right? I just don't get it. Like if I'm not growing in some way every day, I just feel like not good, just unwell. Right. It's it's when when people talk about to me like oh like what's the meaning of life and why do why do we do things i said i said for me the meaning of life is just to create mm-hmm. i just want to create because then creating creating is me exploring myself and it and it pushes me to to level myself up and everything and it's like it's it's hard looking in the mirror some days and just going i'm not leveling up like i'm not progressing like my life is not progressing and everything like some people measure that with money and you know other things for me it's just like you know can I, and as cheesy as it is, can I look back and just be like, I tried shit. Like I, I tried it. it. It doesn't, sure, I would love everything to succeed, but it doesn't. But it's like, I tried it though. So at least I had that experience from it and everything. And if I, if I, if, if, if I can't go through life experiencing a ton of things, then I don't know, it, it just doesn't seem like worth it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, why are you here? If you're not going out there, putting yourself out there and doing right, all this right. stuff. 
And sorry for cursing. Is this a family friendly thing? No, no, no. You're good with whatever. (laughs) Yeah. I want you to be you through and through. (laughs) Um, Have you always felt that way? Sort of about like doing and achieving and whatnot. Um, Yeah. In in, in the sense where I I never felt like, like, I mean, I I went to college and, you know, I, I did that thing and they're like, okay, you know, this is back in, so I graduated college in 2002 to show, to show my age and everything. So, you know, back then it was still graduate college and then you get this, you get a career, mm-hmm. we should say. Like, it's supposed to be like, you know, you work for the same company for yada, yada, yada. And because I had so many interests, like even back then, like I, w- I would have my classes, but I would skip my classes and just go to the library and find different books on different subjects to read and everything. Because I was like, no, I want to I do this kind of stuff. Um and so I would get jobs here and there, but every time I would get a job, I'd, I'd, I'd say, okay, like, what are we going to do as a company? Like, I always, always felt like, you know, when you, when you interview for a job, they always have this nice little slogan. They say, this is our purpose and we're here to help people and all that. And you're like, yeah, you get all hyped about that. And then you start working and they just like beat it out of you. And you're like, no, it's not really about that. It's about making money and everything. But I was always that hype, like, no, let's, what can we do to better ourselves? How can we make this company like really fulfill its, its destiny and what it's here for and everything? And they just like... No, we don't really do that kind of stuff and everything. I'm like, oh, and like, it would just drain me each time and everything. And I'd be like, no. So I would just keep on working on my own stuff on the side. And I don't know, like I, I would, I would, I was, I would, I would be broke a lot of times and I'd make a lot of money. Then I go broke again. I'd make a lot of money. People are like, isn't that stressful to you? And I'm like, I don't know, like, whatever. Like if I made money once, I could make it a million times. I could do it over and over again. I'll figure out how to do it. But like going to that, that nine to five where someone's just like, this is exactly how we do things. I'm like, oh, I know I can't, I, I couldn't do it. Like it, it, it crippled me. And people just don't understand. Like when I feel like I can't do something, I can't fake it. Like I have no fake in me whatsoever. Like I'm either, I'm either about it or I'm not about it. Uh-huh. Right. You know, it's like, I can go on a date, but I'm not going to fake it. If I like the girl or not, I'm be like, okay, like this isn't it. I'll pay for your tab. Let's just go our separate ways right now. <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh-huh. Get take out or something. Let, let's figure this out. But, you know, um, when you were working a job, did you find yourself having to pretend to be busy? Cause that's something I fell into that. I was just like, oh, this is, this is killing me. That's what, especially, especially in the digital age, we're working computers. Cause, um, I would either be a programmer or a designer or a project manager. And I would go like the, the last job I had, this was forever ago. I, I bought around what year I, was it? I'm just curious. Cause mine was 2009. 2012 okay yeah yeah because i know Um, we're on a very similar trajectory with everything so and we'll (laughs) talk about that in a minute but yeah just just curious i i bought 12 sets of the nerf basketball hoops and i just put them around the office people are like you can't do that i'm like i'm like what am i doing like what else like if you tell me to do something i'll do it and i'll excel at it but if i get it done early then like i know you don't want me to just leave yeah so what do you want me to do and everything and so but i mean the funny thing is like all my coworkers started playing every once in a while. It wasn't like we were doing like hours. It was just like, okay, you know, 10 minute break from what we're doing, you know, let's play a little bit. Um, yeah. I, I even, I would never fake like busy. I would just be like, look, I am not, I'm not doing anything because I've done everything. I'm waiting on you guys. So yeah. either figure out like how you could be more efficient or just let me roam uh-huh. and do something. It's and, so and important. And that's something that I think uh-huh. the nine to five work world really misses out on. Maybe now it's better since like COVID and remote work and all right. these things, but like with me, like I was working in IT doing physical hardware support across seven locations, yeah. local government stuff. 
And it was, it was one of those things where you had to be busy all the time. If you're not busy, why do you have a job? And I'm like, right. if I'm busy all the time, if I'm running around, I am not doing my job well. And right, that's right. a problem. Like if everything's right. breaking, that think, shouldn't be a, a detriment to me that I'm actually efficient in doing things well. I should be able to just be like, oh, well, I could come in a little later today or leave earlier, right. do whatever it is. But right. yeah, such a rigid nine to five or and, eight and, to five. And I think that's the struggle of being a manager when you have people under you. Because sometimes in, in the business world where like they drill into our head, business is about getting results. And so as a manager, when you're not, directly responsible for the results because you have your hands and everything you're kind of just like well i'm probably not gonna get the results because my people aren't working hard enough they're not doing my thing when it should just be like hey if it if it takes us four weeks and it's supposed to be 12 weeks but it takes us four weeks to get there do it in four weeks and then you know maybe we'll do something cool for the other eight weeks but it's not ingrained in managers like that it always always has to be like no my my upper management boss is looking at me and they're asking if my people doing all this work and everything so i have to just make sure people are just busy doing stuff but yeah. it's it's also with companies like companies will hire thousands of people and it's like why do you have so many people working for you and it's mm-hmm. everything because and it's just like oh we just have to fit we're supposed to hire people we're supposed to fill in the gaps and it's like no, you mm-hmm. just have people just sitting there doing nothing and everything and, and you can't be mad at them yeah because you're also not paying them to do like you gave them the role to do they they technically they shouldn't just be like okay i'm gonna do this but i'm also gonna do extra work because it's like you're not paying them for that extra work you're paying for that that role you did and everything so i don't know it's a, it's a weird dynamic happening nowadays in the corporate world and everything it so. really is and i know in in terms of design you have minimalistic sort of tendencies do you feel that in business as well yeah um it's it's always like my design style is only minimalistic in the sense that i will throw everything on a page and then be like what doesn't belong here and everything and then i take everything away and everything so when it comes to business i'll have the million ideas i'm like okay i have to do all this stuff and then i'm able to take a step back i'm like you know, it's that it's that 80-20 principle where I'm like, okay, no, it's only this 20% that is actually needed with stuff and everything. So when people um when I used to be a web designer, people were like, oh my God, like your designs, like how do you get them like that? And I'm like, it's never like A to B. It's A M X Y, like and, and then somehow it just happens to be be there and it shows up like that and, and everything. But it's always it's always chaos to get there. And I, I think that's what some people are just scared to do is just throw a lot of things out there just to see like what sticks, what works, what isn't supposed to be there. Because as a as adults, I mean, school trains us in this the wrong way in that we fear making mistakes. Like we're, we're totally scared of making mistakes. So um, either at your job, you know, you get yelled at if you make a mistake or if someone's like, okay, and I'm gonna start doing my own thing. Um, they're so scared. They're always like, you know, teach me how to do it the right way correctly. And I'm like, I can give you like the estimate of things that, you know, you could do but you still have to experiment and just see, like you just have to know and everything. Um, it's like my one, one of my one of my best friends. He has this perfect ideal vision of his wife, like this. And I'm I'm, I'm pretty sure this person does not exist, right? <laughs> but it's always like I'm like, dude, you just got to go out and you just date a lot of people and everything, and just see, like you, you don't know what's gonna to melt to to gel with you and what's going to work and whatnot. And he's like, no, it's this one, mm-hmm. and you know he's 40, 42 and single. You know, still just because, you know, people are just scared to just go out and try and like, you know, it's just, it's a shame. It like our, it feels like for me, for a lot of people, our best times are when we're like five years old and there's not a care in the world and we're just trying, experimenting and we're learning the world. And I just try to tell people like, if you can just go back to that childhood mindset where it's not about mistakes, like kids make mistakes and they're just kind of like, 
cool. Like I learned something. Like now I know not to do that thing. Let me try this next thing. And it's like, mm-hmm. like that's how I try to live my life now. I just, I just want to try stuff all the time. So yeah, a childlike curiosity is so valuable. I have a friend. Every time I talk to him, he's like, he's German, and he's always just like, I, I don't want to call you childish, but there's just that you just have that childlike uh sense that like there's always just this energy we have fun like like right. why can't like this conversation like we right. literally hit the ground running here it was one right. of those things that's just like go there's so many things so much stuff that's just fun and exciting to us to talk about right. that it it gives a different uh a shade to the world when you look at it from a, a perspective of possibility rather right. than maybe like why me which a lot of people yeah. can do but it, there's so much possibility and opportunity out there in so many different areas of life right and i mean life life you should just wake up every day and just ask yourself how am i going to find joy today how can how can i find joy and if if you just live thinking through that then you'll you'll find yourself stretching yourself a little bit like you know i wonder what this will happen like the one of the worst things you can do to me is tell me you don't like a certain food without trying it like (laughs) and i'll be like i just i'll I'll slap i'll slap the shit out of you i'm like no (laughs) like let's at least try this thing and then you can tell me if you don't like it or not but people was like how do do you always try these foods and i'm like because i don't know if i'll like it or not like it just seems exciting and fun let's like let's just do it people like oh no i don't i'm like (laughs) <laughs> you get away from me like i i don't like i just don't even want to be around you uh-huh. or anything like that but i mean and that's like that was the beauty of nfts you know last year when i when i got into it, it was just like this whole expanse of like we don't even know what's possible yeah and it's like all these adults finally going back to what i thought was going to be like the childhood wonderment of like let's just experiment and play and have fun and everything and i was like okay you know i'm i'm all about this uh-huh. and everything um so so let me give it a shot and stuff so yeah for sure and on this i always like to sort of rewind a little bit to origin stories just get the path we have some bullet points ready <laughs> then we'll dive into odd wonderful and everything there with with the boopy verse with boopy i okay. just i love what you're doing and like through and through you so I don't even know where to start because I have a list of websites I found for you, which is just, uh, it speaks to me. I have way too many domain names, way too many projects and things, but you have like Maker's Mob, Main Business, Pulse Driven's right. You, Infinite Noodle, I love all the noodle stuff, Struggle.co, Obstacle, Odd Wonderful, A Mellow Boop, Odd Noodle, Pocket Business, so much. And it's it's all... It all fits, though. It all connects yeah. in a way that like th- flows through you and even into Boopy and NFTs, and it it shows sort of who you are. What what would you say right now? Like, wh- there's so many things I want to talk about, but <laughs> where you are right now with all these different things going, right? Where would you say you, what sort of pots do you have your hand in right now? Uh, so about about two months ago, um. And we'll we'll do the real talk for the for the audience because they they never know what happens behind the scenes. So yeah. last year, around September, um, pocket business was my main business, and that's where I teach people like if they if they want to make courses or digital products to you know if they have a job they want to quit the job or basically just to make six seven figures on their own and everything by teaching other people how to do stuff. Um, and then I got into NFTs and I was like, oh, this thing is fun. Let me let me play around with this stuff. And so I launched. Boopy Gen 1 in October. And I think with that launch, it was a supply of 2000 and uh, the mint price was 0.5 sold, but that doesn't mean anything. Basically, I made 150K from, from that mint and everything. And so I was like, okay, well, I had this whole 
community now that is looking for me to do stuff and I have this chunk of money, I'm going to put all my time into this. So I put the pocket business stuff to the side because I still had, I still had uh, two other employees who can run things. And so I was, I would be over there every once in a while, but my main time was with Boopy and everything. Um, and I, I, you know, I was, I was, I, every time I create something, I go, what will entertain me? Like, I never think about what entertains my audience. I'm like, how can I have fun with this? And I hope that I just find people who are like me and uh-huh. just like, okay, like, go, cause I don't want to force anything. And so that's what I was doing with Boopy. I was doing like airdrops. I was doing merch and I was, you know, and I was like, and there were some people in the community like, oh, I, we love this. Like we're having fun with it and everything. And I'm like, great. But like the price wasn't going up and everything. And I was like, okay, um, let me do, let me do something else. Let me do something really cheap. Uh, let me do ragtag. So I, I was like, let me just design ragtags. I had this cool idea for these ragtag things. Let me do those. So I did those. And it was like, okay, like the, the actual core community was like, we love it and everything. But I wasn't that type who was going to go out and overhype things and like try to oversell it to the point where people have these huge aspirations that if I get this one NFT, this is the NFT that's going to make me $10,000, Cause yeah. I'm very conscious of how that kind of talk, especially with what I do with pocket business, how that kind of talk selling dreams to people and then selling them short can break people and everything, right? Like it could just destroy people and everything. And so I always try to say, you know, I, I create these things. I want you to have fun, but I'm, I'm going to do something that's going to make you have fun with the experience. What happens with the price? I don't know, but I'm going to make it my job to just let you have fun with what we're doing and everything. Um, so basically we get, we get to this summer and it's not really selling that much. Um, and I'm like, I'm not like, I'm not going to try to do all these new mints and everything. And so I was like, but like boobies, like boopy odd one for like, that's my life. Like I've, I've said like, this is my passion project. This is, I'm not just like, I have to see this through whatever through is like, I have to go to it. So I was like, okay, I need to start making money consistently again on the side. So I don't worry about a roof over my head and my wife doesn't like keep, you know, like, what's, are you, are you doing another boopy? Please like do something. And I'm like, oh. and so um, I sat down and I was like, okay, how can I formulate um, this maker's mob with the education side that will bring in the consistent money again um, while I can still maintain doing the odd wonderful stuff and everything. And so right now to answer the, the question right now, my, my main hands are struggle college um, and one hand and trying to build out odd wonderful on the other, but it's like two totally different dynamics and everything. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I have to like say, okay, this day I'm going to work on this thing. And this next day um, I'm going to work on this other thing. So yeah. But it strikes that, me that it doesn't, uh, it doesn't weigh on you that much to switch between the no. two. Is that true? No, it, it would weigh on me if I only had one thing to do. Uh-huh. <laughs> like I, cause the, the way my, my ADHD works is I'll, I'll, I'll work on something and I'll have a goal. And then once I'm done with it, I'll, Bored is not the right term, but I'll just be like, okay, I just need a break from this. And I need to bounce to that next fun thing. Mm-hmm. And so having the two projects is always like, okay, I'm done with that. Let me work on this one. Now I'm going to work on that. Let me, let me go to that one. So um, I like the dynamic of switching. Um, I'm sure to the outside world, it's not efficient and everything. But, um, and, and the reality of it is for like August, which was last month, a lot of it was like focusing on, back on struggle college, getting it built up and getting it to the point where a lot of things more automated. And everything and so now i have a little more focus on odd, odd wonderful and i have this whole new vision of this business plan that i'm like okay 
if I can nail this, this will, this will, this will just settle everything with what I want to do and I'll be fine. Um, Is that that something you can touch on now? Something you want to. Yeah. So the whole dynamic of NFTs, and this is what I always talk about on my alpha boopy Twitter account is, is, and I wrote about this long time. Like to me, it's just, it's, it's a broken system in the sense where I understand people buy the nfts to make money like i i totally get that and i don't i don't think i don't think that will ever go away i don't think it should be removed but when that is the primary utility of you of nfts for people to just buy them just to make money then the whole narrative around nfts becomes flawed to people who are in the outside world who don't get nfts because if you if you we keep on saying we need to bring more people into nfts but if somebody goes why should i buy an nft what are you logically going to say? Well, you buy it and it might go up in price and you can make money like to the most people in the world. Like that doesn't make sense. Like, like, okay, that seems scammy. Like why would I want to get involved in that and everything? Um, and then you see what happens is a project will mint. And if something doesn't happen immediately with the f- floor price, everything, the community starts to rebel and start asking questions. And so as a creator, I've, I've been in business for so long. Like it, it never bothered me at the beginning. Like I, cause I set the tone early. I was like, this is, this is what this is about. If, if you're worried about the floor price, uh, you can bounce, you know, but if you, if you want to stick with me, just know I'm gonna keep on trying different things. Everything. But I could see how other people, cause these, I mean, there's a lot of young, young people doing, doing these projects and everything. And so having like hundreds or thousands of people just going like, what the hell are you doing? Why are you not making the price go up and everything? I could see why it's just very overwhelming. And they just like, you know, I don't need this pressure and they, and they leave and then people get mad. Like, why, why is this project soft rugging? And it's like, some of them probably, you know, intend to just take the money and run. Like mm-hmm. those are never condoned, but it's those who are like, I I had good intentions, but I didn't know I had have a mob after me 24 yeah. seven on my discord, like hounding me. Like, why aren't you doing something about it when it's out of my control? Mm-hmm. That's really the inexperience. It's something I talk to people about a lot is in this space. It has astonished me how few people exists like yourself who've right. done this you've you've gone through this before with other other things and you understand like yeah nothing is an overnight success like that whole overnight success is always like right. sort of overblown you know and you want something right. that's sustainable so that's why right. i've always connected no floor talk in our project to no 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 one's talking about the floor it's just connection people right and 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 so what happens is though like your community doesn't understand why floor price might go up or something. So they'll say, this project did this one thing. Why can't we do this one thing? Thinking like, that's always the connection. And, and it's and it's never that connection. And so, I know, I, I tried to play the game a little bit in the sense I was like, okay, this seemed to work for this project. Let me try this. And then after like a couple of weeks or months, I was like, okay, this is this is dumb. Like this is, I'm, I'm not the type to be on Twitter and do a hundred tweets a day. Yeah. Or like overly, like I said, like overly hype something like, oh, you guys can't, guess what? Something big's coming. Guess you, I can't tell. I can't say anything about it, but it's coming. And then like every week, you just keep on saying that without saying anything mm-hmm. at all and everything. And so I started thinking like, okay, like the idea is for NFTs, I mean, the utility, there's a million different things you could probably do with NFTs themselves. But how I saw them was, okay, now you have this chance to create these characters and you have these characters that you, that you get. And it is astonishing to me that we'd have some people in the community, they would, they would mint something and, and they would just develop their own backstory for it. And I'm like, that's awesome. Like, okay. Like now you're building that connection behind it and everything. And what drew a lot of people initially 
to what I was doing was I did a, a lot of lore and people were like, Oh, I just love, I love the lore. I love where this is going and everything. Um, and so I said, okay, like we're adults. We're spending a little bit of money here. People just want to find that escape, that joy and that, that passion with certain things. So how can I do this in a way where I could separate the money aspect of NFTs, but still have my own sustainable business going. So the way, the way I'm leaning, um, is with the odd wonderful platform where you can play all the different nfts in a certain way um, but that that part's not actually that important right now is a sense where if if i said you know for a hundred dollars a year i'll i'll create six new i'll send you six new nfts from six unique collections each year um and those are tied to whole new lore you could do questing with all that kind of stuff and everything and then i'm gonna have zero royalties on my side but i'll give two percent royalties to the DAO and everything. So, you know, I'm not attached to the price and everything, whatever the price of it ends up being, that's the community. That's all on you, but understand that I'm going to build this thing out where you can play and enjoy things. And you're going to get that experience of seeing your characters, you know, develop stories and relationships and all that. And so you can go and say, Oh, you know, I'm really having fun with this thing because if, if the, if the idea is more, you're having fun with what, you're getting and what you're experiencing, then it's not like, oh, I spent a hundred dollars for these six. Like, that's what I want you to get away from. Like, yeah, you know, you can still sell them because they're your NFTs now. You can still do that fun stuff and everything. But I wanted, I wanted to detach you from, I'm sending you these things because I think you're going to make a lot of money. I want, it's like, I'm sending you things because I just want you to have fucking fun. Like you're an adult. Mm -hmm. Let's find a way to have fun with this kind of stuff. And I think that's where NFTs can go. So if you're going to pay, you know, a hundred dollars a year plus for Hulu or Netflix and everything, for a good for just that's all, all we do as people for entertainment we just watch stories mm -hmm. and everything then i said you know why can't we just have it where you own the character who is the main character of the story that you get to create for yourself and everything mm -hmm. so that that's where i'm trying to go with it um i like how are you looking at it for the subscription itself like would it still be tied through eth is it something you're looking at almost like a recurring monthly payment sort of where are you at right that, now that? that that i i totally haven't figured out um like there's obviously two ways where I could just say I'm going old school and it's get your credit card out hundred dollars a year. Like this is it. And, th and there's reasons why I could justify why it would be through a credit card and everything. But then I can also say where, where I probably lean going is each year represents a season. So it's just like a TV show. So season one, season two. So each collection will have the, the same theme for each season, but they'll have different stories being told. So I might say, if you want to, you know, get your, mint token for season one here it is and so if you hold this token then for the next 12 months you'll get airdrop something every other month mm -hmm. and everything and so then everybody gets to go through that they experience it and then i said okay season two's here and i'll you know and i'll just start it over again and everything so then if some people don't want to worry about the recurring aspect um but they want to get in on it then it it, it sets it like that and my thinking is I just got to sell the subscription aspect. When, mm -hmm. Once that part's done, then I just could go back and building and telling stories and everything and let everybody else just focus on if they want to be flippers and all that. Go and be flippers. Yeah, that's everything. the subscription side is something that sadly I haven't seen at all in this space, no. which is so vital to any sustainable business, like right. some sort of subscription model. I mean, like right. everything we do do as a bit like my business is called spire and everything we do for us and our clients 
it all comes back to subscriptions because you don't right. want to sell to a new person every month, every week, right. every year, whatever it is. Right. Then the, the big problem with the space is you have this this project that says, okay, we met, we get our mint funds. Now, how are we going to make more money? We got to get our money off the secondary. So we have to keep on. And that's where you, that's where you get the, the community on Twitter. Just, it just, it just sucks reading Twitter, NFT Twitter, you know, it's just all like bullshit and everything. Um, people should, because people just have to continuously hype. Cause they want to say, I don't want people to sell off. If they, if they sell our NFTs and the floor price is going to go down and everybody's going to complain and people are going to disappear. So we got to keep volume up. So we got to keep on doing this artificial, you know, crap that I was just like, like, like that's not me, and I understand that's the. But I always accept that's the game. So I said, if I if I'm not going to play the game that way, I have to figure out a way to make it sustainable for me, yeah. where I can still be in the game in some way, mm-hmm. and everything. Right? It doesn't help if I stand on my mountaintop and go, you know, you guys need to change. Everybody else needs to change, and you need to fix how we do. It. Like it doesn't work that way. I just say, you guys keep on doing your things your way. I'm going to approach it from a different angle, and you know, let's let's see how this plays out. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's. I'm excited then to see, like, I'm excited about what you're doing already, but knowing the subscription aspect really, it, it sparked some, some thought for me immediately because it's a great idea and it's, it's definitely needed. And then doing, I mean, the $100 a year, was that coming back sort of to the concept of like Kevin Kelly's 1,000 true fans? Was that sort of where you picked that number or? I, I, I honestly have no idea where that number came from. <laughs> okay. I, th- I, think, I think I said it in my head and I go, NFT people spend way more than that. Yes, <laughs> a year on a hundred. And I was like, a hundred dollars is like, I, I hate to say this because I don't know who's going to want. Like, a hundred dollars technically over a year is not that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you break it down by the month yeah. and everything, like right. we, we have know. subscriptions that are more than that right. regularly. It's, it's it's less than ten dollars a month. Yeah, and and everything, and and so I said, if if I can do that for ten thousand people, you know, I don't know about I'll try to reach ten thousand people, but I'm like, that's a million dollars a year, mm-hmm. and everything. That's more than enough for me to get a designer, get a developer. Um, so I don't have to do that kind of stuff. And I focus on stories and we just build stuff out and everything. And people can see that they're getting something. And I also like the idea of someone going, all right, well, I don't have to worry about this business going out of business. I don't have to worry about this guy disappearing and everything because you know his volume is low or any of that other kind of stuff. Like he actually has a business. And everything and i'm getting something out of it and because i'm getting something out of it i'm okay with it uh-huh. and everything and i'm know? having and, fun because that's right. the big the the central tenet of it all is having fun right right so i mean if, if you can and i think that's going to be the hard aspect of like i can talk to people like you and other people in the community and they'll be like oh my god we have to do this like this is amazing and i'm like i'm like because you guys have been around forever uh-huh. so you understand the essence of things like that's your person the thing is i need to find 5,000 of you guys <laughs> who understand this kind of concept and want to go with it versus the mindset that it is now of like, okay, like, am I going to make money off of this? And it's like, you know, I don't know. Like, maybe you will, maybe you won't. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Like, that's not my thing and everything. Um, I like the disconnecting of royalties, saying I'm taking zero for me on secondary as sort of a, uh, I don't want to say sign of good faith, but just sort of like, really to emphasize this secondary isn't the point the right. point is over here and i'm going to prove that through my actions by showing right. like i'm not taking five percent two percent ten percent whatever it is that is completely up to you guys right and I, I think this it's very little things that you can do as a business to kind of show what your intentions are mm-hmm. and everything um a perfect example was a couple of days ago there was a free mint um i won't call it out for what it was but it was it's was like the largest free mint ever on soul 
And I didn't know much about it, but we were talking about it in Discord. And I and I asked the person that I was talking to, I said, you know, what's the percentage of the royalty set as? And he said 6.9%. I said, okay, watch. This person, if this thing starts taking off, he's going to change that to a higher percentage. The next day I go, it's 10%. <laughs> and I log into their Discord and there's like no mention of it. And nobody has said it because nobody knows that it had happened uh-huh. and everything. And I'm like, and, and the person I was talking to is like, oh, that's shady. And I was like, no, that just seems, that's just the mentality of the space. Like, that's just how it is. How can I get my money? Yeah. And, and everything. So I totally expected it to happen, even though, you know, I, I wish it didn't happen like that, but I don't know. And I don't know. It's just bad vibes. Like, it, it, I don't know. And you just see, like, there's a lot of people that were in it before that were having a lot of fun. And I hate to see, like, creative people, like artists that get so excited about entering NFTs and they'll create something and people will just be like, okay, like, what are we supposed to do with this thing now? Yeah. And it's like, well, people are like, I don't know. I just created one, one, one cool piece of art. Like, why can't you just enjoy this one cool piece of art and everything? Uh-huh. Um, people are like, no, but so that's what I also want to do with odd wonderful over time is bring in other people who just say, you know, I had this idea for this, this collection, this brand and everything, and just have it where they can just jump in, tell their own stories and, you know, do it more like a, not totally open source, but imagine if like Pixar Disney just kind of opened the doors and just said, mm-hmm. here's, a, here's our platform, create stuff and, and have fun and yeah. everything. And it's fun, um, like, because that's exactly my vision for what I've been doing. So I, we're on the ETH side, but right. having like an umbrella, like almost like, like instead of Disney Pixar, I've said sort of like Marvel, you have all these right. different, like, it's a, it's a universe that it's there. It's a multiverse is, is right. what it comes down to. And right. like bringing in other artists and people who are like, like discord, very different. I was just talking to someone earlier today um, about discord and how it's tough to, to manage a discord, make it like interesting. And, and it, it, give discord is terrible. I hate. Discord yeah. So everyone much. does. I don't know anyone who likes it. That's the thing, but it's like a necessity quote unquote. Right. Um, At the moment, right. But like figuring out a system where, maybe there is this umbrella. Like I was just talking about it earlier. It's something I've always had in mind, but an umbrella discord where it's like, uh, let's just say Marvel discord, but right. you know, you can find Boopy, you can find this, you can find that right. all under there on their own channel or general is where uh, everyone who all has the same approach, like like that you and I share that this right. isn't, we're not about flipping. I'm not about buying and turning this around for a profit. I'm about doing something fun as an adult, <laughs> like right, coming right. together around something we love and something we right. can, can rally around. And, and for those that watch, I, I'm not trying to discourage the flipping aspect. I think okay. that's always going to be an aspect, but the way I, a good analogy to me, even though it doesn't, it's not perfect apples out would be comic book collectors. Like people who collect comic books, the main community wants to read the stories. They want to get the enjoyment, but you also have the flippers. The problem with NFT is the flippers are the main community and not the minor community and everything. And so when you get into NFTs, it's just like, okay, I'm going to have fun. People are like, nope, you better make money. And you're like, oh, okay, I got to make money and everything. Um, But going back to Discord, like the whole idea for me for Odd Wonderful platform is like, how do I just get people onto the website? Because it's, it's it's tough for me to go to, like my mom, she does anything I do, she's going to follow. She's going to follow along and everything. So she's in the NFTs now. She does this, nice. but I, I'm not going to be like, Hey mom, get in the discord. 
and everything, because that's where all your information is going to be. Or like, if you want to get into easy, like it's, it seems dumb to me that you have to be on discord or you have to live on Twitter to get to the true value at the moment of what NFTs are. Um, and if we want to, to live in those spaces, if we want to sort of hit that curve, like we're still in the early adopter phase, sort of of like a life right. cycle. So it's like if you want to hit that curve to sort of early majority and majority kind of thing, it needs right. to be much more welcoming, much more yeah. like friendly to the everyone, the every uh, person. Hundred percent has has to be accessible because, and I did this rant on Twitter one day about like how shit posting for NFT Twitter just like holds it back, and people are like, "You're crazy. We're having fun and everything." I'm like, "I know you're having fun." Yeah. But you want to, you can't talk about you having fun in this way and, you know, talking about dicks and all this kind of stuff. And then say, we want the outside world to come join us because the outside world's looking in like, what the hell is that happening over there? I'm not going anywhere near that stuff uh-huh. and everything. And it's like, people are like, oh, you want us to be family friendly? I'm like, you guys are missing the point. Like, if you want to sell something to your audience, you have to be presentable in some way. Like, there has to be better presentation of what this whole NFT ecosystem is supposed to be about and everything. And if you guys aren't going to do it, I'll try my best to do it on my side and everything. Like I can't guarantee that it'll work, but at least I'll I'll give it a shot. Yeah, and, and everything. Yeah, what's the value yeah. they get? That's what it comes down to for any sort of right. transaction. Is the the buyer needs some sort of value? Needs to see a value, not just people right. yelling about price and floor <laughs> right. and everything. <laughs> right, right, right. And so I, I I I talked about diversity one time, where I was like, you can kind of tell the NFT space is a lot of young white men. And so I was like, you can't tell that by everybody's anonymous and everything. I'm like, no, sit in the discord and see how everybody talks and everything and how they're act. like, it's, it's obvious and everything. And so I wasn't like saying that's a bad thing, but I was like, you can't say NFTs are welcoming when a woman, I will just say like a black woman joins the discord. And then you see, they're going to be like, well, we don't, we don't say racist things. I was like, you're not, it's not that you're saying racist things. It's the way you're acting and behaving in a certain yeah. way. There's certain language that you just use that doesn't fit for everybody else mm-hmm. and everything. And so it's like, if you, if you aren't that person that's shit posting and, you know, making fun of everybody and telling everybody to go have, have sex with your mom and everything, then where are you supposed to fit in at? Yeah. Like where, and, and so with like the odd, wonderful discord, like from the beginning, like people try to start talking like that. I said, nope. Like, no, no, we're not, we're not having that. And some people are like, well, if you discourage that, then people are going to leave. I said, I'm fine with that. I'll start small. Like I'll start with, I'll start with two people and everything. But as long as when new people come in, they know anybody can talk. Anybody's going to get help. Anybody's going to be receptive and everything. So, I mean, hopefully like when you joined, it was, it was, you know, somewhat welcoming and, Absolutely. you know, you weren't, you weren't like, oh God, like, why did I join this thing and everything? Well, yeah. and that's why immediately, like, I think it was one of my first things I said. I was like, I'm so excited to be here because I feel like I've found more of my people because right. it is like also a new person entering. You have, uh, you've curated the community in a way. Like everyone knows uh, people like us act in ways like this is sort of right. how the community is. So if someone were to come in and be like, like when moon, when this, when that, or or just be a shitty person. Right. There's you have uh, what is it? Odd beat root in there. Who's like? Oh, we get people jumping all quick. the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like just making sure, like we have a culture here. We've right. built this culture deliberately because yeah. this is the this is the world, the web three world we want we want to live in and we want right. to exist. So it's important. Right. right. And I and I think that's for a lot of the younger people who get started building these projects they they're not used to that lead by example mm-hmm. type stuff like they because they 
a lot of them still have that. I just want to be accepted by everybody. So however anybody else acts, that's just how I'll, I'll act just like my community acts and everything. And that's when things just become chaos. And you know, I've been in those discords where I'm like, like, where, where's your mother at? Like, where's your guys' mama's at and, and everything. And it's just, it's just, it's just crazy town. And it's just like, I don't know, for me, it never seems like that's going to be sustainable. Yeah. Long-term if, if you want that kind of growth. Um, because I, I look at odd wonderful and I, I do want to have fun, but I also think of how can I make this a billion dollar thing? Like what would need to be in place? Not saying it would ever get that or even close, but what would need to be in place to even make sure I'm not sabotaging myself? And it starts with like, okay, like I got to have people acting like humans and courteous to each other. And like those are very basic things. So I have to set that tone um, from the beginning. So. Yeah. And sort of you alluded to it before, but so many projects, they mint, make a bunch of money. And then they're like, okay, now how do we make money? Like that isn't a business like that that is a product you sold for maybe one day and then it's like that's not where you start how do we make money right here is that here's an nft we could launch we're gonna keep going and yeah it's totally scary in that people i don't mean i haven't followed the nft twitter space lately but before the like the people used to plan like all the roadmaps are the same and i'm like they're allowed to be the same because you guys keep on minting them yeah and they keep on selling out you guys keep on buying like nothing's they, there's no reason for anybody to change or even to think further. Um, but it's also for someone like me who goes, okay, how can I build a business around this? It could be very intimidating for a lot of people just to see how the space is and everything. And they're like, okay, I don't, I don't want to touch any of that and blah, blah, blah. So I'm going to stay away from it. Um, and so it, it has been like since January, I've been constantly thinking, okay, like how can I make this a business that, NFTs are just a part of, but NFTs aren't the thing and everything. So it was like, okay, if Disney had to start over from scratch, Disney start from 21st century today. And they said, okay, we know Web3 is the future. How do we integrate Web3? But everything doesn't have to be yeah. Web3 and everything like doesn't have to be like that. And so I know, I think I think I got it. I think I got it. But it's also one of those things like I don't. If, if I was a better NFT marketer, I'd probably be hyping it up right now with this talk. Like, oh, this is going to be, but like in my head, I'm just like, no, just build it and let's see, let's see what happens with uh-huh. it. And, you know, let's just, let's just go with There's it. There's a purity to that though, right? Because like, I'm not a salesperson. Like we've never promoted, sold, marketed, like marketed, marketed anything we've done. It's all word of mouth. Right. It's building relationships with people. It's helping, right. helping others. That's something that's lacking in this space, which I, right. I like is something that's something you do. This is a thread through everything you do is helping others achieve what they want in their life. It's um Seth Godin, like, you know, the king of, of marketing. <laughs> he has this book, This is Marketing, and he and he said something. He said, you know, the purpose of marketing is to serve your audience. And like, I don't know, I, I remember I read that line and I was just like, oh, okay, oh. Because when you when you look at not not large brands and corporations, but when you look at like the individuals that are succeeding, all they're doing really is just waking up and going, okay, how can I help you today? Yes. And it sounds cheesy when people are like, oh, all you gotta do is help people to make more money and everything. Because people are like, whatever, you know. But people look out for people like that. They they hunt for people like that. Like, okay, can you help me and everything? And if like, okay, yeah, I can help you and. You know, I'll I'll do it for free and I'll do all this stuff. Then people go, oh, you know, they might not buy from you, but they'll, they'll recommend you to somebody and everything. But it just it builds something that 
it's hard to see from the outside because from the outside, you're like, okay, what tactics did they use? You know, were they using paid ads? Were they, how were they doing sponsored posts on Twitter and everything? That's like, no, that's just a good person. Uh-huh. Like that's just a good person doing <laughs> good things and everything. And it just, it just builds up over time. Like it, it looks slow, but then the compound effect starts happening and it just builds up yes. and it goes and everything. Um, that is the thing. So like, actually then I want to, I want to ask sort of how you made that transition from your job, having a day job, like 2012 ish into uh what you then started pursuing because for me it's exactly what you were just describing there was we come sort of from the same space you know like brian clark copy blogger all those people right right. do you remember uh dave navarro way back when okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so he was someone when he had rock your day all these products and things like 2008 2009 he was doing like audio courses like podcasts before podcasting and i reached out i was like you know the the branding the the cover art, all this stuff, it could be better. Like, here you go. And he's like, oh, this is awesome. Thanks. Like, could you do this? I'm like, okay, here you go. Right. Like, then one day, like in 2009, I lost my job. And I was like, just so you know, you know the things I do, these are things I can offer. I don't have a job anymore. If there's any way I can help you whatsoever, let me know. He's like, I have a new membership program. Would you be in the forum? and answer questions about web design and development and, right. and all these business building things. And I was like, sure. And I'm in there. You remember Men With Pens? Do you remember them? Yeah. 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 So I was in there for a week or two, two weeks. And James from Men With Pens was like, okay, like uh, DM, whatever it was, DM me on Twitter or something. And she's just like, who are you? <laughs> because in the, in the matter of no time, people were mentioning me and men with pens side by side. And she's like, this doesn't make any sense. What's going on? And right. we started talking and then I became the developer for men with pens. Yeah. Everything that set me up then, like that was a couple of years and we started Spire, did all these things all the way down the line. But everything that set me up is exactly what you're saying. How can I help? Dave Navarro wasn't the only one that I was like reaching out to to like right, right. offer help. But that was the one that just so happened to have a return on that investment. But the investment was really, I love what you're doing. I want to help. And right. I think that's such a an underappreciated, overlooked kind of thing. It's just exactly what you're saying. Just help somebody do right. something. And it's because we do live in a world where we, we can e- very easily surround ourselves with people who just take, take, take from us and everything. You know, like we, we have these friends that will, we'll go out of our way to help. And then when we need to help, like they don't show up and everything. And so it feels weird to probably do it with a stranger online. When we also have that expectation of like, I hope I make money somehow mm-hmm. out of this and everything. And the whole mindset changes though, when you go, how can I approach this transaction to make money versus how can I approach this transaction just to help this person? But you also back ahead, you kind of know, like, if I help this person, I do a good job. There's a good chance I will get money. Yeah. There's, like, it's, it's it not be naive about opportunity. It. That's right, the thing. Right. You're, you're right. building a relationship, like a real, right. not like uh, a, uh, like a Rolodex connection, but no, like right. a relationship with a human. Right. And and so it when we, when I did the first Gen 1 boobies, um, we have this person in the community, um, Caladium, who just created her own version of, of a boopy. I was like, oh, this is this is amazing and everything. And I was like, do you want to create a collection? Like, do you, and I was like, I'll auction it. She's like, what do you mean? And I was like, you have these boopies. They're cool. Create them and I'll put them up at auction. I'll promote them out to everybody. I'll get your name out. She's like, why would you do that? 
like because it's cool like it's just cool <laughs> and everything and it seems like she's like that would help me a lot i'm like okay cool but this is cool let's just do this and everything um and so we went with that and then the same with uh he did the um i don't i don't know if he wants his name up so but mm-hmm. the person who did the historians he did a movie and i was like this is fucking amazing i was like we gotta do we gotta do a whole collection of these <laughs> and he's like what and then like they always come to like okay like how much how much are you gonna take and like i always give like super super generous terms like always in their favor mm-hmm. they're like why like like why would you do that i'm like because you're it's it's your thing like you're doing the work and everything you're creating like I'm just going to be the mouth behind it, promoting it and everything. But it's like, it's your vision. It's your thing. You just, you deserve to be rewarded for it. And like, there've been times where after, because I did that, you know, I'd be like, Hey, I wasn't trying to, to use them, but I would just think of an idea like, Hey, can you just create this thing real quick? And then they don't ask for anything back. Cause they're just like, I assume they're just like, yeah, we cool. Like, you know, mm-hmm. we, we cool, but I don't reach out a thousand times a week and like, can you do stuff? Like, but, it, but that's just what I do. I just always look around and I'm like, you know, how can I help you with whatever outcome or dream that you have and everything? Um, not because I'm thinking that it's going to do something, but it just makes me feel good and everything. And for anybody watching this, if you have low self-esteem, the best way to build self self-esteem is to help other people. For some reason, it just it's a it's a flywheel effect that just builds up your confidence and makes you feel better. Um, I just like I just like people smiling and everything. Like in my 20s, I was always in the clubs and everything, and I would always stupidly i would always get tables and bottles and, and everything and i wasn't doing it to show up i was just doing it because my friends that didn't have much money i'm like no just come in let's just we're gonna drink and I would, I would hand bottles out to people and everything and i would just see smiles on people's faces and for some reason when people smile it gives me more energy and it makes me feel like a million times better about myself so no matter what situation i'm in even in real life if you get me somewhere i'm gonna try to make people laugh i want people to have fun because it, it's a force of habit like i have to i have to make you have fun around me to just enjoy this experience that we're having mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i mean i think that is an amazing trait to have because like there's a gravity to that like people want to be around you because you're making them you're helping them have a great time, helping them feel right. better, which then in turn just cycles right back. And then they give you that energy. They almost reflect it back. It's right. Yeah, it's hugely valuable. And again, it's not transactional. You're not like, I did this for them. I did this for Joe. Let me see if Joe now pays me back one day. It's like, right. No. If you think like that, if you think like that, you've lost already. Like yes. you've lost before you begun mm-hmm. um, and everything. Like you're, you're pretty much just going to end up disappointed yeah. in life and, and everything. Absolutely. So, it's almost, it's, it's, it's you go on a date with this girl, you can't think I'm, this is going to lead to sex after. You got to think like, how can we just enjoy the night? Mm-hmm. Because then if whether it happens after you enjoyed the night like that, th- you, you got what you wanted, right? Like you got that enjoyment because that was your goal and everything. You're good and everything. Anything else is a bonus. Um, yeah. So when you're so building- all you young men, that's how you should approach dating. All you young men, just, just make sure they have fun during the night and everything. Uh-huh. So... <laughs> I actually, along those lines, I wanted to ask then, what does winning look like for you as you're spinning up maybe a new business, a new project, a new product? Um, how do you look at winning or, or winning or a goal or whatever it is? That's a that's a great question because there's a great book by Simon Sinek called The Infinite Game. And the idea is there, there are two types of games. There's a finite game where there's a determined set of rules and there's a certain thing you have to do to win it and everything. But in those kind of games, there's only one winner everyone else loses or you can play the infinite game the only objective with the infinite game is to just keep playing 
And business itself is an infinite game. Like you can't win in business. Business has been been around before we were born. It's going to be around when we're dead and everything. So the idea for me is just, how can I just keep on playing? And so that's what I'm doing with Odd Wonderfuls. So like, I'm not going, okay, how can I be the number one volume NFT project? How can I be the top dog where everybody's talking about? It? It's just like, no, how can I just keep on doing this forever? You know, there's going to be some days where somebody's going to go, your project sucks. Your project's the bottom, the bottom project. And I'd be like, okay, I can live with that because I'm playing the infinite game. Like, it doesn't matter. There'll be some days we'll be at the top and people are like, oh my God, you're at the top and everything. You must feel ecstatic. I'm like, it is what it is. Like, I'm playing the infinite game mm-hmm. and anything. So when, it, so when it comes to winning, it's just that idea of like, can I just wake up and continue doing what I want to do? As long as I can keep on doing that, that, that that's my definition of winning yeah. and everything. Yeah, I mean, so. that makes perfect sense. And I've seen you've used the infinite sort of framework in some of the stuff, in some of your courses yeah. and things, right? It, it, it changes the whole mindset of how you approach things because another example, like relationships are infinite games. Like you can't win in marriage. Like one person doesn't win, one person loses. So if we just look at it as like, let's just see how long we can, we could just make this continue forever. It changes how you approach things because if you're having an argument, arguments about winning and losing, um, like I have to win to get my point across, but I'm like, no, I'm playing the infinite game here. It's just like, does this really matter what we're arguing about anything, you know? No. Okay. Like then, it, then it's over and done and everything. Um, yeah, it, it's a, it's a complete mindset shift and it changes, but it's also hard to communicate that to the NFT people who are like, no, we need this. And I'm like, cause there are some projects that go, oh, we're in this for the long run, but they just say it because everybody else says it. Uh-huh. They, they don't understand what it means to be. And the long one, they don't understand what it means to, you know, wake up and be like, okay, nobody cares about your stuff. Uh, or you have people just bitching about you. Like they don't understand that aspect of everything. So it's like, okay, you're in it for the long run because you have the vision that everything's going to go right. Uh-huh. Are you in it for the long run when everything's going wrong for the first three months? Like, are you still in it for the long run? <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. And everything. Um, so when I tell people, yeah, like I'm just, I'm doing, like, I wanted, like, this is my thing. Like, odd wonderful like this is this is my thing i feel like this is the whole thing i've been waiting my whole life for and everything because it's like you could be a child you can make money you get to create you get to have fun while there's a business involved in it and people will be like this is actually a serious business and i'm like this how this is too perfect like i can never i can never let this opportunity go i have to keep on doing this thing here yeah absolutely actually when you were young did you see yourself as like artist creator storyteller computer guy the funny thing is I was always jealous of creative people because um, I would see someone do some art. I'm like, oh, I want to do that. So I would be like, I'm going to be a comic book artist. And I would try something and I'd get frustrated because yeah. I was so, there's so many things in life that I was so good at just right off the bat that nobody was like, okay, some things aren't going to be easy for you and you have to take time and practice. Like I just never had that influence. It was just always like, I'm not good at this. I'll never be good at it. And I'll toss away. So I never saw myself as creative until I started doing some web design stuff. And I was like, wait, I can practice this. And there's certain things I can learn and creativity. Yeah, there is some natural talent behind it, but I'm like, it's also a skill that can be harnessed and you can practice. And you, you know, when you do things over and over, you just get better and better. And then I was just like, okay, like I gotta, I gotta create and everything. Like I always had a wild imagination, but I just never thought I would be a creator. Yeah. And everything. But, you know, like I said, when I did web design, I started coding and everything. And I was like, oh, I can create stuff. I might not create the most beautiful things in the world, but like I could create things that make me happy. And because of that, I said, I'm a creator. For the rest of my life now, I'm a creator 
Like no matter what I do, I'm a creator. Was Whatever. there a start so, point like that? Uh when I when I built my first, it was probably when I built my first web page back in who knows like 95 or 96 whatever like eh, I, I hope it's 96 because that was me at microsoft front page i built <laughs> yeah, so a like, client yeah, so like, site <laughs> <laughs> right like, here's some html and i'm like wow there's this thing i just like i did this thing uh-huh. everything i was like done upset like i was like for those who haven't had that feeling of creation i don't know there's like there's nothing i mean i'm sure there's some other things that are better but i mean it's like when those feelings like just being able to look at your work and be like Here's what I found. This is ugly. Like somebody's like, this is ugly. This is, but you're like, no, I created this. Like, this is my thing mm-hmm. because it's my thing. Like that's my joy and everything. And you can't take that away from me and everything. So, yeah. And, and how you said that creativity is like a skill. I also, I think a natural curiosity lends itself to being a creative person yeah. because with that curiosity, you can refine any, refine any sort of skill. Like if it's, right like from programming to a fine arts, like any and anything in between, but right. the curiosity to explore it. That's the thing. That's the magic. That's, my curiosity is probably one of the reasons why I'm a decent creator in the sense where I just explore so many things that there might be some aspect of coding that I can bring into poster design mm-hmm. or something. Right. And I, and I just had these connections that I build, but I would never get it if I just stayed focused on one thing. Yeah. But my curiosity is just taking me, to a million different things and everything mm-hmm. so yeah i always i i feel like it was rogan at one point that said it but i don't even know now maybe it just came together but <laughs> like being interested keeps life interesting that's something yeah. that's always stuck with me because there is just that's that's what it's all about so where we started with this conversation like basically if we're not growing what are we doing why are we here right and so it's like well, I, have, I have the boopy design and ragtag design and people are like oh man like the merch you design is like unbelievable. How'd you get to that? And I'm like, I don't know. Like I've just, I like street fashion. I like all that kind of stuff, but I also like the minimal design of other things. And I'm like, somehow I just put them together and I didn't know I knew how to put them together, but I, I will go in and I put it together and you know, mm-hmm. it kind of works, but it's like NFTs, like a lot of NFTs don't lend themselves to merch. Like they yeah. just don't look good on shirts and everything. And I try to, People are like, why is it? Why doesn't it work like that? I was like, because they weren't designed with that thought. They were just designed with this thing. But if I design this little booby here that has like no body, I'm like, this thing's perfect. It goes on anything. Uh-huh. Um, but that's also like the business mind that was thinking, like, how can I use this thing and like really push it and, and continue <laughs> to go over and over again? So yeah, there's a beauty in simplicity. It's removing the superfluous. Well, I can't say that <laughs> word right now, but you know what I mean. Right. <laughs> so right. I wanted to ask you. What one thing that I find so fun about boopies is that they have nose eyes. <laughs> like, <laughs> that they have like eyes, eyes, nose eyes. I mean, there's so many just fun things, but there's something about that. I don't, I've never seen anything like that. And it just, it gets me every time and I love it. I don't know. It, it's so funny when we, when I first presented these, people were like, where are the eyes? Like, what things are the eyes? Uh-huh. And I never had a definitive answer because I, when I, when I created it, I was like, I'll let the world's imagination decide it. And they were like the first two weeks, they were just debates. Like, no, we like the nose eyes. We like the mask eyes. And that's the the tough thing about minimalism and doing minimalist design is, can you do it in a way that you tell just enough of the story where the imagination can run with the rest and everything? And I was like, if you can do that, then people go, oh my God, like that's an amazing design and everything. 
um, a lot of the NFTs that you'll see that you might go, I see they're trying to make this look good, but it doesn't look good is, is probably because they try to be over detailed. Like they throw so much detail in the stuff. There's just no imagination left yeah. and everything. And so it just kind of sits there and it's like, eh. but like people told me, like, I remember I did the boopy and I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. And I showed it to people I'm like, that is so amazing. I'm like, are you serious? Like, it's like three circles and everything. <laughs> like, what are, what are you talking about and everything? But um, I think I'm that's- glad people... I'm, I'm glad people love it. And yeah. Everything. And that's a really valuable point right there. Just that leaving room for the imagination, like that's in storytelling is if you're yeah. explaining every single detail, like it's no longer, you're no longer invested. Like the actual right. listener, watcher, viewer, whatever it is, they lose that investment. That's, I hadn't thought about it in NFTs, but I really yeah. like that perspective. But, and if you also like read my lore, I'm not super specific about things, but like a lot of writers, like you got to be really detailed and everything. And I'm like, no, cause I want people to imagine and I want their brains to go that I'm just narrating a path for them, but I want to imagine the whole scenery and what could be and everything, because their imagination is going to do a much better job than anything I can come up with for them and everything. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's awesome. Could you give a little breakdown of, Boopy, red tags, historians, artists. like there's so many that I think just a little, I know it's like a lot, but what's sort of the, uh, the gist of the, that umbrella. So we, I, I'm working on a new website, a new website does a much better job of clarifying all this because this was literally like a hodgepodge of like, I had this idea, let me do it. And I create this collection and everything. Um, so the way it's set up now, odd, wonderful is the Disney. Um, you could say Boopy is Marvel. Ragtags is Pixar. Um, we also have Juju Maru now, which if Disney owned Pokemon, would be like Pokemon and everything. So that's that's just kind of have to look look at it. Within Boopyverse itself is there's a Boopyverse Gen Zero, Gen One, a Gen M. Then there's historians, and then there's like special auction off type of boopies and everything. Um, Ragtags have a V1 and V2. Juju Marus right now only have one collection. But the idea is with the Odd Wonderful platform, no matter which one of those NFTs you own, there's going to be a specific universe for it and certain realms that you can go in and you can go on these quests and you just, it's basically, because people will have to see it. To, if, if you know the Choose Your Own Adventure books, like that's 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 what it is, all right? It's not it's not a metaverse thing where I'm trying to code up something. It's just like, no, it's, it's, it's storytelling and you choose what happens next to your character. And... And the main reason I did that, well, two main reasons. One, I'm not going to try to code any 3D crazy <laughs> metaverse thing because I don't know, whatever. But I also thought like adults are into NFTs. These are the people who are trying to get in. They don't have time to be sitting in the metaverse and trying to do like, what, 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 what is this person with this full-time job going to do? Where can they just go into their phone, open it up, read some text, make a decision, be happy with the decision, be sad about the decision and then move on and everything. And so it's, it's very like centered around that kind of thing because I do want to bring in the world um, to think. So when you're looking at anything that I've done, if, it, if it's Boopyverse related, just think of that. It's a totally separate collection. Ragtag is its own universe. And then Jujumaru is its own universe. And there's actually two more um, collections soon. I, I can share my screen with you real quick if you want to see my screen. I mean, but it might, I'd it be might, all for it. <laughs> let me let me see if I have it, have it up real quick. Um, <laughs> All right. So we have the boobies. Um, these are the historians within boobies. Um, Juju Maru, um, Ragtag, and 
I can't say if I am or am not working on Elemisticals <laughs> and what I call the Dapalongs. Cannot confirm nor deny. Right, Those right, are like amazing. It, yeah, it, it's it's those things. And so, but I also like the, the idea going back to the whole subscription thing is that like there's so many creative people that I want to work with and everything, but they obviously require money and everything. Yeah. And so having that subscription, I can at least say, okay, I'm dedicating this huge chunk to be able to work with these four artists for the season and everything. And let's just go out and create just wild stuff um, that really pushed the, the envelope with things. And let's just have fun with it and everything. Yeah. And like, I think that's what the artists I've worked with so far, like, hopefully they enjoy working with me because they're always like, you know, how, what do you think about this? And I'm like, you know, I'm like their best hype man. I'm like, that's so fucking sick, man. That's uh-huh. awesome. You know, let's, let's do this. And like, they're like, okay, what are my boundaries? I'm like, there's no boundaries. Like I want to, I want you to go way, go wild with something and everything. Like, this is where you find your joy. I want you to have fun doing this and everything. And let, let's see what happens. And so like some of the historians just have just the designer. When I talk to him every day, I, I love the guy. He was, he's like very serious about his design and everything. And so everything was like very straight laced and everything. And I was like, you could go wilder than this. I was like, you could get, I said, you could get weirder with this. You could get way weirder with this. And he's like, so he did one thing and he's like, how's this? And I'm like, not weird enough. And I just kept on pushing him, pushing him, pushing him <laughs> until he went out so far. He's like, I kind of like this. I kind of like what's happening with these things and everything. And, and like, that's just what I, what I want to do. I want to, I, I want to work with other creative people and, and push them to boundaries that they didn't know existed for themselves just so they can look back and be like, you know, that, that was great. Like that was just a great experience overall and everything. So, yeah, I love that. Yeah. That is looking out for everyone, uh, top down artist yeah. through collectors, which is so super commendable. And like the way that I think businesses and projects and things should be run. I mean, it just, it makes sense. We're all people. We all, right. we all deserve the, that level of respect. Right. So, um, I, I don't know. It, that's just always been my, my upbringing and everything. Like, cause when it, when it comes to money and stuff, I'm always of the pain. Like I can get mine. I don't, I don't need to, to screw you over to get my stuff. If I can't figure out how to get my own money, then I probably shouldn't be doing any of this Yeah. anyways and everything. So because I have that mindset, me going out of my way to help people, like it doesn't bother me one way or another. Cause I'm just like, you know, I'll get mine no matter what, like let's, Let's just have fun with this and, and let's see where we can take things. Yeah, I really feel like kindred spirits here. Like everything everything <laughs> you're saying around that, that's the entirety of how we, we built our business as well. Like I love this. I don't want to take too much of your time. This is I don't awesome. want to take yours. I don't want to take yours. <laughs> no, no. I know we had I know we had a scheduled time. No, like this is this is awesome. I feel like we're going to have to do this again, whether it's recorded or just chatting, because I love this this conversation was amazing. I, it's I, I think people underestimate how hard it is to find similar minds that think this. Not exactly like, but you know, going along the same path. Yeah. You're in a similar mind space. So like right. like-minded, but in, in the best way possible. And right. it's, yeah, it's such yeah. a rewarding moment to find that. So I'm so glad we had this conversation. Yeah, and- for sure. We, we definitely got to carry this further and, uh, you know, let, let's see where we can push things. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. This is awesome. Yeah. So where should we send people to check everything out? Um, when, it, when do you think this is coming out? This will be uh, 15. I think this is four weeks from Monday, three or four weeks from Monday. Okay. Then oddwonderful.com. Nice. It'll, it'll be ready. It'll be ready. That's exciting. Yeah. I'm... If, if you want the NFT stuff, if you want to see everything, just go to makersmob.com. Yeah. Now, makers that'll Mob. be, that'll explain everything. Yeah. Kind of. 
Yeah, because you got if, so much going on. So yeah, if you get lost in my world, it's not my fault and everything. <laughs> like, like I, I'm not liable for anything that happens. No, I like it. So. I like it. I was I was laughing to myself with every new thing that I found because I'm like, I like this guy more and more. <laughs> <laughs> so it's great. But yeah, thank you again. I really appreciate this. No, um, this has been an unbelievable conversation. I've enjoyed every second of it. Yes, me too. So. I want to thank Paul for joining me on this episode. That was a phenomenal conversation and as he mentioned you can go to oddwonderful.com or makersmob.com that's m-a-k-e-r-s-m-o-b.com to learn more about nfts or just everything that he's up to but yeah that was that was so much fun it was really fun (laughs) (laughs) like i definitely i feel like we're gonna have more conversations whether it's on the show or not there's just there's a there's something there. We we come from, we're cut from a similar cloth. Well, yeah, it's just phenomenally motivating too. And just hearing somebody who's like, no, I'm not going to just stop with this one thing. I'm going to keep making more. He had like 80 projects on the screen. And uh-huh. I like when he's like, it's not my fault if you get lost in my world. <laughs> I love that. I'm silently cackling over here. No, it's perfect. But, but that is the thing. It's like he's creating an experience and he's... Exactly so respectful of everyone from artist through collector yeah just that thought like makes you rise even higher in in my eyes my puny little lady eyes (laughs) (laughs) silly (laughs) no but that was awesome so thank you everyone for thank you the listener the person who is listening or watching right now thank you directly are you laughing at me over there is this what is this what's happening are you laughing (laughs) laughing at him (laughs) no but yeah thank you for listening Thank you, Amara, for uh, assisting Thank as you. always. This is awesome having you on the intro outro. I really like this. It, it spices it. things up for me. Let but me yeah. know if you like it in the comments. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and yeah, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. If you give us a thumbs up, leave a comment, hit subscribe, it all means a lot. But with that, I think we'll wrap for this week and we will see you next time.